The reading this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, the 19th chapter. Then someone came to Jesus and said, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. Also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have kept all of these. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell your possessions, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this word, he went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly, I tell you, It will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astounded and said, Then who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but for God... All things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, Look, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or fields, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. In the midst of all that is, O God, we turn our hearts to you. We are worried. Calm our fears. We are uncertain. Guide our way. We are weary. Be our rest. We are sick. Heal our bodies. Grant us the grace and strength we need each day for ourselves and the wisdom and compassion we need each day to extend your love to others. For you are our life and our peace, our provider and protector, our rock and redeemer, and you will bring us through. Amen. Chances are you've noticed the world is different than it was last week, or three days ago, or even yesterday. 
Our daily schedules have come unraveled. The things we're used to relying on have been upended, and the health of many in our nation is now at risk. We are entering a time of great uncertainty. We don't have answers to our questions. We might not even know which questions to ask. And yet, chances are you found your way here today because you have a hunch that somewhere swirling around in the chaos is God. That in the midst of all this uncertainty stands the God who promises to be with us and sustain us in all things and who calls us always to join in God's work in the world. What is God calling us to in a time like this? I think three things. The hard work of letting go, the good work of love, and the mysterious work of faith. Let's start with the hard work of letting go. In the story we read, the difference between this rich young man who walks away from Jesus and the disciples who follow him is that the rich young man can't let go of his possessions. But the disciples have, in Peter's words, left everything to follow Jesus. And what we can know from this is that faith in Jesus means reckoning with the fact that there are some times that we will have to let go and leave things behind. And right now, I know, I know there is a lot that we are letting go of. If you're listening to this and you're with someone else, I actually want you to go ahead and tell them something that you've had to leave behind this past week. And if you're watching this alone, write that thing down. Or heck, say it out loud. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do this. Please finish these conversations after worship today. Maybe you can start a list. What I want to say is do not neglect the hard work that comes with leaving things behind. Yes, you can still call your friends on the phone or set up a happy hour on Zoom, but it's okay to mourn the way you can no longer hug them. Yes, you will one day find another job, but it's okay to cry about the one you've left behind, even if you were complaining about it a month ago. Yes, you can still watch these worship services from your living room, but it's okay to say, this just isn't the same, and I'm sad. Letting go takes energy. And we would be foolish if we pretended that we could or should just soldier on like what we're leaving behind is no big deal. 
What the moment we are in is inviting us to do is to let go of some really good stuff. And that's hard work. It's okay for you to grieve. It's okay for you to feel sad. This doesn't mean your faith has failed. This is part of your faith. God is not frightened away by anything we do. God stays near us no matter what. So take the time that you need to make these adjustments, for God is with you. Be gentle with yourself. Show yourself care. Don't judge the place that you're in, and don't force yourself to be happy about any of it. God is with us in all things, and so it's counterproductive to pretend to be someplace that you're not. And here's what God does. In time, God will make a way in your grief, and you will find that because you've done the hard work of letting go, your hands are open to receive what's next. The second part of God's call to us in this moment is the good work of love. In this story, the rich young man is only concerned with himself. What must I do to inherit my eternal life, he asks. And when Jesus tells him that his salvation cannot be separated from the salvation of others, and that we glimpse this salvation when we work for one another's good now, he simply cannot hear it. He has convinced himself that the goal of life is to be on top, that what he must do is climb upward on the shoulders of others if necessary, and to ascend until he is out of harm's way. But the way of Jesus is a way of love that flows downward. It's a love that cares for people starting from the bottom up. Without asking us to be needlessly heroic, Jesus asks us to consider the needs of those who are vulnerable and to give of ourselves so that they might have a chance of thriving. Who is vulnerable right now? Who is at the bottom? And what might you have to, to give them, to help them to thrive? Again, I will give you 30 seconds to answer these questions. If you're watching with others, share them out loud. If you're alone, speak it out loud or start a list. Who is vulnerable and what might you have to share with them? So by far, the easiest and most important thing that you can give to many vulnerable people right now is your promise to stay home. Do not pass go. 
do not collect $200, stay home. I understand that it is boring at best and bad for your mental health at worst, but loving your neighbor in this moment means drastically limiting your physical contact with them. Please stay home. And once you've done that, from your home, you can get creative and figure out what it is that you have from there that can be enlisted by the way of Jesus' love that cares for people from the bottom up. You have something to give. I know you do. If you, have, if you can drop off your excess food at a food pantry, drop it off. If you can sew a mask for a healthcare professional, sew it. If you can teach a technologically illiterate person how to get connected on social media, teach them. If you've got a neighbor who might need checking in on, check in on them. If you can call your friend who's locked up by themselves, call them. Each of us has a role to play in this love that flows downward. God's love is strong enough to work without us, but God prefers to work through us and to enliven us and draw us closer to God in the process. So if you want to know what salvation looks like, join Jesus in loving from the bottom up. So far, we've talked about the hard work of letting go and the good work of love. And the honest truth is that if you do these things, you are doing a lot of work. And chances are you will feel drained and empty. Even on the best and easiest days, we cannot do this work on our own. It is too much for us to bear, and we need to know that we will be cared for, that we matter, that our labor is not in vain. This takes us to the mysterious work of faith. And this work is different from the other two because it's not something that we do. Faith is God's work in us. It's the trust that God is active and with us in all things, not just sitting idly by like a witness, but actively writing the story of this world's redemption and renewal. Seen or unseen, God is at work in you and in our world during this time, making a way where there is no way, breathing courage into fear, bringing resilience in the midst of trauma, pulling life out of death, making this whole world new. Jesus tells us today that for mortals, this work is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. So faith is trusting that the work is happening, even when the reality that meets our eyes gives us little reason to think that it's possible. I said earlier that we are entering into a time of great uncertainty. It has helped me to visualize the moment we are in as walking into a great fog. Think about the last time that you walked through fog. You can't see very far ahead, 
It's hard to know what's coming. It's hard to know how long you'll be there. And you have to make adjustments to do things differently. But there are two things that you still have, even in the fog. You can see what is very close to you, and you can know that it will not go on forever. And if you are looking for a place to put your faith right now, try putting it in those two places. Trust that God is in those little moments that you can see right now, those signs of extravagant life and unexpected abundance and renewal that you witness that give you hope. In fact, we're going to do this one more time. Go ahead and share something you've seen in the last couple days that has given you life, something small that you've been able to put your faith in. These moments come from God, and nothing can take them away from you. Let them bless you. Let them give you strength and grace day by day, moment by moment. And then, however you are able, put your faith in this immense and incomprehensible promise from God that one day all shall be well that all will be healed, all will be reconciled, all will have enough. We don't know when that day will be, but we do know that it will come. This isn't forever. There is another side. And day by day, we walk toward it, tending what needs to be tended and releasing what needs to be released, doing the hard work of letting go and the good work of love. For swirling around in the midst of this chaos stands the God who remains faithful to you and to this whole world. And it is this God who is full of grace and mercy, who is slow to anger and rich in love, who has called you by name. It is this God who guides our way. And with God, all things are possible, and the world shall be made whole. Amen.